Our first lesson for this morning is from the book of Leviticus, the 19th chapter, and it's printed in the middle of your bulletin insert if you'd like to follow along. In preparation to hear these words, let us turn our hearts in prayer. Holy One, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the hearts that have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our minds and our ears this morning that we might hear a word from you. Amen. God spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Holy One, your God, am holy. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Holy One your God. You shall not steal, you shall not deal falsely, and you shall not lie to one another. And you shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning profaning the name of your God. You shall not defraud your neighbor, you shall not steal, and you shall not keep for yourself the wages of a laborer until the morning. You shall not revile the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. You shall revere your God. You shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. And you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbor. I am the Holy One, your God. You shall not hate in your heart any one of your kin. You shall reprove your neighbor, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Holy One your God. A reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, Go also the second mile. 
Give to anyone who begs from you. And do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your God who is in heaven. For Yahweh makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your God in heaven is perfect. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. And so must we all. Thus was one of our senators recently struck on the right cheek. By continuing to speak in other places, she showed her left cheek. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, show them your left cheek. In the present psycho-parody of our country's interplay of religion and politics, a lot of right cheeks are being struck. I've received that gift of, nevertheless, she persisted. And I have been using it as a prayer, as a mantra, and responding to it, and so must we all. I invite you to take it as a prayer. Our Leviticus reading tells us to be holy, as the Lord our God is holy. Matthew parallels that by telling us to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. Be holy. Be perfect. Turn the other cheek. Unholy, imperfect, cheeky oppressors often use these gospel commands to shame, control, and humiliate. Be perfect, therefore, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Perfect is a perfectly misleading word in today's English. What is being translated comes from the Greek word telos, telos, which means the purpose, the goal, where we're meant to be, to go. It refers to going through the necessary stages 
to reach the goal. Basically, it means to act like a mature, integrated adult. Where are the adults in our psycho-parody? You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. The word being translated is the Hebrew kadash, sacred place, sanctuary, a place set aside where human infirmity can be set aside. Something, someone, some place dedicated to the pursuit of God, reverence, sacredness. Is anything sacred anymore? We heard a beautiful reading from Leviticus. It tells us to be holy as God is holy, and then it goes through all these human things. The message is, I am not alone. And the other side of that, it's not all about me. Leviticus is a book about relating to the holy God. As we read it today, it sounds pretty weird. But if we look at what it's doing, it says, find reverence, recognize the sacred, recognize God's holiness in the here and now. And it sums it all up in what we just heard. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus couples that with the Shema, the daily frequent prayer of the Jewish people. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Islam's Shahada puts the great commandment into these very few precious words. There is no God but God. I use that as a prayer and I change it a bit by saying only God is God. We cannot be holy or perfect as God is holy and perfect by responding to evil with evil. We are called to be adults and break the chain of violence. Do not resist one who is evil. Don't stand in the same place as evil or imitate the evil one or come under their spell. We tend to become what we engage. Pursue good rather than fight evil. Now imagine being struck on your right cheek by a right-handed person. Of course, the dominant culture is usually being represented, the right-handed person. So imagine being struck on your right cheek. 
which way is it going to happen? A backhanded humiliation. The Roman soldier hit only with the back of the hand. Using the palm would be a gesture of friendship. Jesus teaches us to turn the left cheek and demand the attacker's palm to shock them into seeing us as another human being, not a thing to be abused. By offering the left cheek, we are saying, my dignity is intact. I will not hit you back. I am more than anything you can take away from me with the grace of God. I will persist. We will persist. By confronting terror with love, we work for peace. We live in a soup swirling with the myth of redemptive violence. We are taught, we hear over and over again, violence saves. War brings peace, might makes right. It's one of the oldest stories in the world. War and conflict are heaped into the soup pot with fake news, fear, and manufactured chaos as fake solutions for our present psycho-parody of crises and to keep us distracted. An eye for an eye sounds rather brutal to us today, but it actually represents major progress in human relationships by instructing judges to apply punishments that are in proportion to the offense. It corrects the demand of tri tribal pride to follow the rule of disproportionate retribution. And that rule continues. I spent many holiday weekends, for some holiday weekends do it, that third day of a three-day weekend, in the emergency room, as victims of violence arrived and family and gang members paced, muttering and yelling, vengeance, vengeance, out they would go and soon another victim would arrive. We also have people in powerful positions of service, tweeting out vengeance. Jesus invites us to another stage of human relations. Proportional violence and punishment for violence still increases violence. Jesus' shocking solution? Pray for and love your enemy. Woo. To pray, though, is not to place myself under abuse. It is a pursuit of goodness in the face of evil, to see both my enemy and myself in the healing hands of God. It's a way to break the chains of violence and hatred. We're also called to be informed and careful. Behold. I send you out as sheep among wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We live in a time of 
alienating inflammation. We need spiritual antioxidants to sustain us. As Martin Luther King said, let no man pull you so low as to hate him. Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who suffer. Yours is my own goodness. In our negative soup of redemptive violence, we are also surrounded by what I will call the cursitudes. Cursitudes. For I was hungry, and you said, drug test those who had asked for food. I was thirsty, and you said, oil for us is more important than water for them. Build the pipeline. I was a stranger, and you said, he could be a terrorist. Don't let him in. I was sick, and you said, take away her health insurance. I was in prison, and you said, those people disgust me. We need the death penalty. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did to one of the least of these, you did to me. You shall reprove your neighbor, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Nevertheless, the gospel calls us to put our best cheek forward and persist. <laughs>